um, hello, uh, dear listener. Um, welcome uh, back to another very cool episode of the uh, Big Wrangle podcast. So, in today's um, podcast, we talked about loads of cool, uh, interesting stuff. Uh, we talked about whether society should uh, pay reparations uh, to victims of racism. We also talked about uh, people having certain preferences for race um, with um, dating. And as well as that, we also talked about um, whether people over-fetishizing cultures like uh, weeaboos and whatnot was all right, is okay or not. Uh, another thing which we also talked about was we just talked about generally just our, our lives and whatnot so that you know you can get a feel about you know what who we actually are um, you know but yeah um hi I'd just like to say um, a massive thank you to everyone who joined because today's episode was really good and it was really nice to hear all your personal stories and things and hope everyone else in listening will enjoy them. Um, I was going to say a big thank you to Sam for doing the editing as he normally does, but his laptop's died, so it was me who did the editing, <laughs> so instead of a thank you, I'm going to apologise if the editing's a bit awful. Uh, but yeah, I'll push you back to Oscar now. Anyway, so, with all of that out of the way, let's get right into this super epic dope podcast that you're about to listen to. So... Hello and welcome to the Big Wrangle Podcast. I can't remember which episode this is because I can't count past the number three. My name is Ethan. Hello. Um, I, I, yeah, I, he, him, they, them, I don't really know. It's recommended, yeah. so sure. Um, everyone else gonna <laughs> introduce themselves? Um, hello, I'm Kai. Oh. Um, it's episode five, by the way, and I don't care what um, pronoun um, people use. So it's all good. And hello, I am Oscar, uh, I am a human person, and you can call me um, a guy, because I am a guy, but yeah, improvisation. Um, uh, hiya, uh, okay. What's your name? Uh, I'm Gabby. Oh, hello, nice Gabby. to meet you. Uh, <laughs> there we go. Excellent. Other people may be joining the podcast at a late date, but um, well, at a late time even. It's going to be the yeah. same date. But as it stands, we are we happy few are the the ones having the conversation. Speaking yeah. of conversation, oh, slight let's, transition. Let's, let's, any topics to discuss? Let's do Kai? one of those. We've got so many. I, yeah, I, we've got too we've got many, and topics. I don't know which one to start with. Right, I'm just going to go straight into it. What do people think about it being racist, or whether it's not racist, to have? sexual preferences on a race and i've got a lot to say about this to like fill you in with some ideas so um <clears throat> a load of people have a load of different opinions about this and there are a load of different ways that you can um like perspectives and versions of um preference sexual preference because it's very vague so um you've got like deciding to only date one race you've got preferring to date one race but not just dating them exclusively you've got finding one race less attractive than others and there are some studies that suggest that black people are seen as less attractive by all races which is a bit weird and equally some people fetishize and prefer exclusively dating a race um being a fetishized way which is a lot worse um oh, boy, career booze. um the the historical connection to this is that like when colonial people first like um traveled around black people were seen as like exotic like sexual objects 
um, which is why people are so angry about being fetishized. So that's all I have to say about this. So, um, I mean, fetishizing just isn't great when it's just a person. In general, that's never good. Uh, usually leads to mm. lots of excess, ob- obsessive stuff. Um, I think there's nothing wrong with having an aesthetic preference. Um, because that's just like, hey, I think this looks nicer. But if you're not gonna, if you like, if the only factor of use, like, def- defining, like, if this is like the perfect individual for you, but the only thing that's wrong is that they're from a certain race, and then you wouldn't date them because of that, I think that's then a, a problem. Because, like, you're then ignoring the person based on, like, something they can't control. But saying, like, I think this looks nicer, like, you know, this, this human colour scheme or something looks nicer, or, like, you prefer certain traits that are more prevalent in a certain race, because obviously they have, like, different facial structures in, in general and all that stuff. Um, that's fine, but if it ever becomes... If it's anything past, like, a preference, I think it's sort of, like... Nah, I don't know. It, it's 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 murky waters, but I think there's nothing wrong with saying, "Hey, I like the way that this person looks more on average than then this person does." Yeah, because you're not saying like, "I think you're ugly because you're like from this country." You're saying like, "There's more people who I find hot from this country than this country." Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I what I would say is, I'd say that generally, you know. Having, you know, racial preferences based off of dating, you know, I'd say that's just racist. Well, that's, that's my opinion, you know, it's racist that bit because uh, you're discriminating, basically. It's like, oh, um, this girl's black, uh, I'm not a fan, this girl's white, I it's all right, or whatever. It's not good, it's not okay. I, it's just, well, I think, well, personally, I mean, everybody defines stuff differently, but I think if you want to date somebody, I'm not really bothered about how they look at all. I just the only thing I'm bothered about is what they like as a person, whether they're whether they're nice, you know, whether she's nice. That's that's what I'm bothered bothered about really, not about uh, race or even looks at all. But of course, you know, some people, um, you know, um, some people like to date hot women, uh, which is cool as well. But I mean, also big hot men. Yeah, yeah, that too. But yeah. I mean, I just, I, I just say it as, com- I just, I don't care what race you are. I just say you're a cool person, and I want to date uh, this girl because she's a cool person. That's, that's my thought, really. I mean, I don't really have like a very strong opinion on it, but I just think it's racist, and I do have a strong opinion, opinion on racism, and that racism is very bad. So, I yeah, think that goes that, that's saying. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sagely advice or wisdom, mm. rather. Um, mm. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah, um, I do agree in the fact that I, I share the sentiment of I really don't care, like what you look like, dude. If you're nice to me, literally one time, I will die for you. <laughs> like, if, if, if yeah. you're, it's actually like Sim. if you're not, if you're not yes. an asshole to me, this this goes for everyone. If you're not a dick to me the first time we meet, I immediately consider you above everyone else because I like you now. That's how I made like yeah, all yeah. Of my friends. They weren't like they didn't kick me when I first met them, uh, and then I like them. So like maybe that's just me having incredibly low standards. <laughs> but you know, uh, to say I agree with you is yeah, no, fair enough. Mm. Oh, I shouldn't have kicked you in your I seven. I got now. into a big fight in an Instagram post over this. <laughs> <laughs> 
you want to do you want to bring it back up, or would you rather let it die? <laughs> I mean, I could read it out if you wanted, but basically, <laughs> because most of it was me agreeing with you. But it's that I talk, I mentioned about how you know certain races have certain characteristics that someone might be more attracted to, and then so someone went off about um, a little bit about the history and like. Uh, like colonizing fetishes and that sort of thing, but I think people forget that like sexual preferences are things that you generally can't help, as far as I'm aware. Yeah. Mm. So like mm. I don't know how yeah, someone can unlearn their preferences. That's what they were talking about. Like, I mean, yeah, you might find out where they come from, but generally preferences go down to you like this feature. Why? I don't know. You just do. Yeah. That's my understanding of most sexual preferences. So some people like to date taller people because they think, or like short people because they think, hey, that's cute, or hey, that's hot, or whatever. And statistically, there are races that are taller or shorter on average. Like, you go to Japan, everything's tiny because everyone there is tiny. And you go to America or like European countries, and it's people are pretty tall. I'm supposed to take yeah, yes. No, I think it's the Netherlands actually that's the, t- the tallest people in the world. Um, I think. And I think sometimes Plus. people like to restrict their dating pool to just their preferences, and like, I don't have, no, have a, much of an opinion over that. Just that's their choice, and like, if they're excluding people that don't fit their preferences, like, that's their loss. I think it can come across badly, so I guess it depends on their intentions. And then I think someone was like, oh, but like. Racists will, uh, you know, ignore certain races. I'm like, well, that's because they're racist. They're probably going against some of their preferences. Like, that's something they can help, but you can't help your preference itself. Makes sense. Mm. Out. My monitor's just turned black, and I got booted from the Skype call. <laughs> so, oh dear. <laughs> briefly. Oh no. Um, Technical issues are a given in life, but no, I agree. Yeah. What, what you said makes sense, from what I heard, at least. Yeah. Um, I see if you find the comment fight and send a screenshot into the chat because it was quite long. That's a good idea. Yeah. I don't want to read it yeah. out. I'm it. always I'm down to read through other people's discourse. <laughs> yeah. Now that I've been stuck in quarantine, I've just started getting into comment fights. It's really weird. Honestly, that's the, the reason I don't use Discord that often is because of the, like, couple times that I was like, I'm gonna go on Discord and talk to some people I haven't spoken to in a while. And I did that, like, three times, and two of those times, the first thing I did was provoke an argument because I'm an absolute asshole. Uh, <laughs> well, because it was, like, it was when the statues were, like, a big hot topic. Uh, and I, I, and I, I knew for a fact that people who were talking about it had dissenting opinions from me. So, of course, me then going, hmm, I am in the mood for some discourse, TM, uh, immediately poked <laughs> the bear with the stick, because I just like that. Yeah. Um, mm. Fair enough. you got to get your entertainment yeah. somehow. <clears throat> oh. um, discourse on discourse yeah. can be fun, but can be very terrible. Usually leads to sleep loss. Yes. <laughs> Um, there was another thing about racism that's a bit of a last-minute addition. Um, I was watching a program yesterday. Um, does anyone know what reparations are? Um, I've heard the term, but I don't know. 
No, I don't know either. Okay. Um, so I'll, I'll contextualise what it means by like giving an example of when it happens, then you'll probably understand what I'm thinking of when I say it. Um, so um, at the end of like World War One, um, because Germany had like trashed everything, um, all everyone gathered together and decided that um, Germany had to have had to pay lots of money to all the other nations to like r- repair stuff and things like that. Um, and that was a thing that they had to do. Um, the uh, an idea that's been suggested as far as like um, just improving things and racism wise was that like because because Germany no like the other countries wanted reparation because they'd had bad stuff done to them and like a way of compensating for that would be by like paying money and stuff. And sometimes it brought up that reparations for black people is a thing as far as like compensating them for the harm done to their race and stuff so you, uh, i'm praising this like opinion asking in a in a sense of like just what your thoughts on it is i'm not saying because like it's it's hard to have an opinion when you're not black or anything just like just general thoughts kind of thing yeah i mean what i think is um <clears throat> what we should do is we should just recognize that you know we're all human beings at the end of the day we're all cool people let's just talk you know, let's just try and figure it out and figure it out our own way by talking to each other and doing it on small individual levels. But I think also, I think the, the government, you know, what you're saying about reparation, I think the government should probably fund, uh, you know, pro-black charities like, um, you know, Black Lives Matter and uh, Stormzy's, um, what's it? Um scholarship thing. Scholarship, yeah, that's that's the word. Stormzy Scholarship <laughs> Program, and uh, just generally little projects like that. I think you know because I think we must, you know, in it's in the nation's interest and then everybody's interest to end racism. Whether you know because you know we're just human beings at the end of the day, and also racism. Also, if you're a Tory and you're super passionate and you super really super care about the economy racism is terrible for the economy as well so that's another reason you know so just you know fund um charities to help um make society more equal regardless of your race you know so I guess in in some way I kind of agree with what you're saying you know about reparation but like the government just support charities like that just charities to end or to help to end or make society more equal, um, that kind of thing, you know, yeah. In order to make myself sound educated and smart, I typed in reparations definition, and I'm going to read the Mm. definition. Uh, The act of making amends for a wrong was done by providing payment or other assistance to those who have been wronged, or the compensation for war damage paid by a defeated state that you talked about. Um, The only thing I know about, um, uh, I read a while, a while ago, um, is apparently when slavery was abolished, um, slave owners were paid reparations for their loss of property, uh, but the slaves weren't paid anything uh, in America uh, when that was a thing, which sounds rather ironic. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, no, like, paying, like, in the... <laughs> If a mistake happens, you've got to do everything in your power to fix it. You know, if something's wrong, gone wrong, yes. you have to make it right. And that's this is just a way of making it right. Obviously, it's not as easy as just throw money at X group of people because the bad thing happened to them. 
what most of the time people will want is to make it so the bad thing doesn't happen again, but mm, compensation yeah. for bad things happening to them, just for something outside of their control, like racism, that makes sense. You know, if you've been discriminated yeah, against, yeah, yeah. it makes sense for you to be compensated in due, yeah, due, I, due or whatever mm, the fancy word is. <laughs> reparation. Um, yeah, due course, that's it. You need to, you know, yeah, yeah, it makes yeah. sense that if, if you've experience something negative at the hands of another it makes sense for them to make it right yeah especially yeah if it's I, legally deemed correct yeah i agree with what you're saying yeah uh... that do be very true everyone <clears throat> um yeah. I'm, I'm i'm quite interested actually that's that's i i people are like some people are like really anti it because they think it's just an unachievable goal um to get reparation but I, I like the way that you've um, posed it as in like helping charities and things, not just giving black people money, because I think that'd be a very good way of doing it. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, a form of reparation probably would just be fixing the root causes of the problem. Yes. Like, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. It, it, rather than saying, oh, have like a stimulus check of X amount of money, that's probably what people would immediately think, but then a form of reparation would also be getting rid of institutionalised racism in institutes and you know educating the populace uh, and people in general to be yeah. not the racist that's still a valid form yeah. of reparation because you're fixing the problem and i guess apologizing for it rather than not directly giving something back you're giving them like more of an opportunity back which i guess to some can still feel like a massive middle finger but it's absolutely better than nothing to fix the problem yeah i mean there's yeah we need to address the causes definitely i mean um Oh, this might be a bit interesting, uh, quite interesting. But, you know, um, the Labour Party, uh, Keir Starmer, he, uh, in an interview, you know, he um, describes Black Lives Matter as as a moment in, in history, like just uh, just a thing that just happened in 2020. That's basically what he described it as. Wow. And, you know, many people, myself included, you know, you know, just thought, hey, that's that's not right. It's a, uh, this is a huge, huge movement that uh, is going to change um how society is run or it, it might not change it but it might help push it you know the the way towards you know better equality but he just kind of dismissed it in that interview but actually what the labor party did is you know keir starmer i think i think he apologized for you know for what he said he apologized for what he said and also uh he said he didn't mean to cause offense but as well as that he said that you know he and many other you know members of the labor party are actually going to be uh you know like back in episode three or two whatever we talked about unconscious biases and racism but they're actually all going to take courses in recognizing unconscious biases and um ways of dealing with them so that you can you know stamp them out so i think you know labor was like hey we fucked up um we're gonna learn from our mistake and you know many people are in are interpreting it as like oh labor's racist blah, blah, blah. but actually it's like they recognize we fucked up we're sorry about it we're gonna try and make this not happen in the future by taking these courses uh in uh, unconscious biases and racism um so um i think you know funding that sort of thing like Class, classes in like unconscious biases like especially for like the police you know that would be an important thing um which the government should do i think it is a thing they run um 
They, they do. Who is it? Yeah. Um, I remember my, obviously, because emergency services share a lot of similarities with my parents being in them. Uh, they talk about mm. um, them running, um, like, course seminar thingies. Um, I think it lasts a couple of weeks. I don't know. But the, right, it, okay. it could be obviously done a lot more, but it is absolutely better than nothing. So I don't, I don't think it's a thing in America at all. Um, yeah, yeah, which yeah. Is why yeah. they have a lot more problems. Whereas here, we do have a lot of, um, a lot more training and courses to do with it. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Very spicy, nicey indeed. Spicy, nicey. Mm. Um... Oh gosh, you've got a lot of screenshots there, so. Right, I'm. I am not gonna read through all those. I am, I, am, I am rubbing my hands together, waiting to read through all yeah. them. I am. I'm waiting for a TLDR. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna have the time of my life reading through that. That's gonna be great. Mm. <laughs> okay. Oh, I tried. Um, I tried to do what uh, what Oscar does, which is you know wake at a normal human time of like six o'clock. Um, that's early, but yeah, <laughs> all right. I was like, you know what? Let's try and be responsible. And then I realized, okay. I wonder if it's easier to stay awake until six than get up at six, because I get up at like two. Uh, so mm. I did that, and I was right. It was much easier than waking up at six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it it's it is a bit of a shock at first, but it uh... requires. If I want to change my sleep schedule, I need to do it over a long period of time. But it's still, yeah, yeah. I am still afraid of the sheer power that you have for <laughs> consistently waking up at like seven thirty every day, nonstop. All of the time. <laughs> Actually, like five thirty or five. Oh, you scared Sometimes me. I go to sleep at like. Yeah. Then. <laughs> okay. No, that's about... yeah. Our, our sleep schedules open up like twice. <laughs> I I try to go to sleep at eleven, but uh. it usually ends up slipping from my hands because I'm a dumbass. But still, you scare me, Oscar. I'm terrified. <laughs> yeah. of you. Um... Hey, mate. Look. It's bloody difficult to to get started. I do you know it took me like three, four, maybe five months of just trying to go to sleep or wake up um, at those times, and you have to like starve yourself of sleep a little bit so that you can eventually get up. And it's a bit like it, it's very difficult. I just. I just kept watching videos on YouTube. I was in a phase where I was watching videos like uh, self-improvement ones. was like, you're going to make your life so damn cool and impressive by getting up at 4.30 in the morning every single day. And I just had a phase where I was just watching these videos all the time. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. You know, send it. You know what? Fair enough. I've watched them as well. And I've done a ton of zero <laughs> things to improve myself. So you're a lot more uh, self self willpower or determination mm. or whatever than I am. I am, I yeah, am well, actually some of those self-improvement videos can be a little bit toxic actually. They oh yeah. They they make they make you feel bad for like taking a break or for quitting yeah. when it's time to quit, you know. There's a very unhealthy obsession um which is prevalent in a lot of Western society, uh, as well as, as well as a lot of Eastern society. Um that people should be constantly producing something you should always be improving yourself you should always be yeah 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 goals and it's i think it's i think it's super harmful towards people because like not everyone has a like a clear cookie cutter goal you know it's, mm. it's normal to be um you know without to have a general feel of where you're going it's normal to be without that because you're not always like i want this in life 
especially from like such a young age, which obviously ties into like education being a whole, you have to choose your, your classes that you take and that narrows down your career path. And if you want to change it later on, you're going to have a hell of a lot of difficulty doing so. Um, mm. But it, it, there is a very common theme of like, if you're not working like all of the time, then you're wasting your time. Yeah. Which yeah, literally. leads to a lot of stress in people. I, I see it in a lot of people that I know. It, it's especially in adults as well. Obviously, like um, yeah, work people mm. who work a, a whole lot. Like if they're not working, it's all oftentimes like you can see that they can't relax because it's, they just mm. think that they're wasting time when taking time for yourself is very important and should be done. Yeah, yeah. Regardless of who you are, even if you're like eight years old or eight, <laughs> yeah, you know, like yeah. You, not everyone can work for like 20 hours a day and like meditate sleep for two of it and then eat for the rest yeah literally like there's nothing it's it's not natural it's it's a harmful way of things being run i think i saw some um something about scotland moving to like a four-day working week or something oh yeah Um, Mm. i can't remember scotland or the country yeah uh, yeah, yeah, and that's very cool because there's been loads of studies that were done on like there was a working place working a standard nine to five, and then they had a different like of the same sort of two of the same groups of people doing the same work, except one person had less hours than the other, but because they had more downtime, they got the same amount of work done, but they they rated like the workplace happier and like in general their mood was increased and they had more time to do other things mm. yeah um, yeah but they still got the same amount of work done i mean if you ask anyone who works you will you will you will know you spend at least a minimum of an hour per shift at your work doing absolutely nothing if you mm. work like a standard amount of hour shift like a nine to five like you spend a minimum of an hour just just doing things to fill time I think mm. I've asked very few people, but a lot of people have said that. However, I do not know, but I'm fairly certain of that. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely agree with what you're saying, because I did fall into the trap of feeling really bad about myself and punishing myself mentally, basically, for just relaxing, coming back from college and just crashing on my bed and just watching YouTube. I, I would I would really, you know, punish myself for it. And it's really toxic because you, you do need to take to take breaks and you do need to slow down a little bit. I mean, even with this quarantine, I mean, I didn't do anything at all. I just sat on my bed, watched YouTube, played some games on my um, Xbox, and that's it. But I think it was... Although, yeah, I didn't do anything. I didn't do all of the cool new stuff that people have been doing in quarantine. I I think it was good for me as like a mental reset, you know. Oh god, yeah. And yeah, and also what you're saying about the uh, working days and working weeks. I think in Sweden, I was reading on on an Ask Reddit thread uh, about what aspects of different cultures do you wish were in yours. And um, one of them was like in Sweden, they take like a proper like two or three hour something break in the middle of the day mm. and it's like a proper coffee break lunch break or whatever and it's not like a regular lunch break in our society where you just have the break but you're still talking about work or still you know collaborating with other colleagues or whatnot you actually just slow down stop and everybody does their own thing or they can you know go and do their do whatever skills they want to do or just meet up with friends or hang out with their colleagues and talk about life instead of just work you know because mm. it's important to have a healthy work-life balance yeah and i think actually 
with the um, quarantine, I think if more people had um, the option to work from home, that would be good because a lot of people have found working from home quite beneficial because they can have a very flexible work life balance. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. I know. I know the, re- the, the the reason. Oh, sorry. Go on. Sorry. It's just that um, in Japan, uh, often on their work lunch breaks, they like to sit outside. I saw it on the NHK news channel. Mm. That you'll often see people with their like bento lunchboxes just sat out. Oh yeah. Uh, just on is outside rather than stuck inside their building. Hmm. Mm. That's a good idea. Yeah, no, I, I know. I know the reason yeah. that the standard working hours and week as well used to be different, um, but that changed. Like I think it was like an eleven hour a day, six days a week. It used to yeah. Be, like, that's how it, it used to be. Like it used to be grueling. Like it used to be. Yeah, you were way too long. You wouldn't be allowed to leave the office until your boss leaves the office. Hmm. Like you know. Um, and that changed because of a lot of strikes and stuff happening. And that was I don't know, like nineteen somethings. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, how long ago was that? Did you say? Um, fairly recent, I think. Um, I don't know. I don't know how recent. I don't, Too recent. I'm not researched. Really? I'm not uh, researched enough. Um, but I'm fairly sure it's it's nothing like crazy. You know, it's not the 1600s that that was happening. It was like industrial revolution esque. I think okay. maybe. I'm also stupid, so I don't know. Fair enough, sir. So I think there's just this difference in how you wake up or, for example, college, and how you wake up on a holiday. Mm. It's just you kind of end up subconsciously knowing. Because I found that when I'm, I've been through quarantine, I've sort of, I managed to naturally go to my, what I call my sleep schedule. But then mm. um, I had to stay up like all night to do some work, and then I got sick, so then I was sleeping more, so now I'm trying to get back to it. But I always found that. I always struggled with that, like, when I was in secondary school, because I'm only a first year. But as soon as I got to, like, the summer holidays, it was so easy for me to get up when I wanted. Mm. Even just from, you know, a few like a few days into summer, which is so mm. weird. Even when I traveled to Poland, which was an hour forward, just mm. an hour forward. It isn't a big difference, but it's all had a difference in my schedule, so. Yeah, I just think yeah. there's this kind of subconscious knowledge that you're waking up for college or you're waking up on a holiday. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's nice to sometimes have a very long morning of, like, four hours or three hours of just chilling, just, like, you know, getting your body just sort of transitioned from sleep mode to awake mode. Like, whereas with the uh, working day, it's like, get up at about seven or whatever uh, and then immediately jump up, eat breakfast, shower clean teeth and then get out the door in like 45 minutes you know if i have nothing to get up for like i don't have a commitment that i feel is necessary as in like you know i will be punished by a group or something for not doing it like Mm. you know college or a job or whatever if i don't have that i don't like waking up for like a set time because i'm supposed to get up Mm. like before however and I just like it's not that I don't enjoy doing it. It's that I genuinely feel terrible the whole day because like I set an alarm. Say it's like ten, you know, that's a 
probably asleep in time, but for me it's like early because I wake up one because I'm a gremlin. Um, it's <laughs> it's like it, I, 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 hour wise, I'd get enough sleep, but because that's not when I'd like be waking up naturally. It, it just like I can only deal with it if I'm doing something. Like if I'm going to like college or if I'm going somewhere to do something, or I'm getting up because I'm like, oh, I have to do work or I have to do this. If I if I know I have to do something, I can. But if I don't have anything to do, like you know all of quarantine there's no point in like my brain's like why why what are you what are you doing <laughs> yeah i mean i've sort of had the question of why myself about me getting up at 4 30 or 4 in the morning but i i tried i i thought okay yeah why am i doing this i'm gonna stop getting up that early and i thought i'd turn off the alarms and then I still naturally get up at four four thirty. I'm I'm like, okay, I guess it's stuck in here now. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. No, I do have I do have times where but, I'm yeah. like, if I'm going to sleep and waking up at a quote unquote normal time, I go to sleep like eleven, and I'd wake up like anywhere between eight and ten. That's what yeah, I, yeah. that's what I want to be doing. So I know that I get tired then, and I know I wake up then and I feel fine. But um, mm, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously that's not happening, and that's entirely my own fault. But I obviously have a different reason for because sleep has only recently been impacting me the way it should be, uh, mm. so it's it's been all over the place. But eh, you got to go wrong to go right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for example, like I always get tired from too much sleep, so I generally like to have I try and have a maximum amount of five hours sleep. So at, around a few weeks into quarantine, I actually started waking up naturally after about five hours sleep and it was so nice but now it's mm. so messed up and i'm so annoyed with myself <laughs> it really do be like that yeah and i like getting up early i genuinely i i'm with you oscar and getting up at 5 a.m but i mean Ooh, there's a difference between waking up and getting up though yeah but i i, I need to wake up and get up yeah yeah, literally, yeah. Start doing that. i yeah. can appreciate the sunrise but fuck off i want to go to bed <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe I'll appreciate mornings more if and when I can wake up early and not feel like I literally cannot move my entire human body. Yeah. Maybe. I have to wake out. up and actually do something, because otherwise my brain just resets and might make me oversleep. Then I get annoyed at myself for getting too much sleep and it's just a cycle. True. And then when you're like lying in bed and you're thinking like, okay, I've got just about enough time to get the right amount of sleep, and you're thinking about it so much that you like just don't go to sleep through it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I did spend you know, like two hours thinking, just nonstop. I think I mentioned this before in a call. Um, for, for no reason whatsoever. I just couldn't sleep because I was thinking about something. Um, and it just kept going. It's like the first time that's happened. Um, consciously, or like not to do with like subconscious worries or whatever. Mm. Just thinking about a show I watched just for two hours mm. straight for fucking no reason. It's been like a month since I watched it. I haven't seen anything to do with it since. And my brain's like, hey, you know what? Hello. You're not going to sleep until 5 a.m. Fuck you. Yeah, you know, um, I had a look and <laughs> I, I just did a quick Google and I, you know, you said you get up at like 1 2 in the afternoon. Yes. You're basically living in the LA time zone in the UK. <laughs> I'm actually an American. You got me. Um, yeah. 
it's just um there's a there's a hologram of you in this country but the real you is actually in los angeles yeah oh, snap. and then again yeah. going by that logic i think the real me is just fucking zooming around the planet because i keep changing when i go to bed and when i <laughs> wake up it's <laughs> It's a problem yeah. to get under control. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, I mean, like, I am basically living off of um, Central Asia time <laughs> in the UK. That's like the most hardcore weeb shit I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, not only do I idolize the culture, but I sleep, eat, and live with those of Japan. Yes. Oh my God. That's a cool thought, though. Yeah. Oh, actually, Japan is East Asia, so Japan would be like, I would be getting up at one in the morning and going to bed at like four in the afternoon. <laughs> oh, Something boy. crazy like that. There are some people yeah. who do that still, but so. I can't believe that. <laughs> like the ultimate weeb. Holy shit. Yeah. Super weeb. Super weeb. Yeah. How dare you outweeb the one person with an anime profile photo? <laughs> Disgusting. I've been told my picture's an anime profile picture, and it's not, because I can't draw anime. But they Would keep you say saying that's a compliment? It, it, I think that'd be a compliment. Like, a prof well, you think it's I mean, a professional artist kind of thing. I, I take it as a compliment anyways, because they're mentioning that. But, like, it, it's not anime, guys. It's a comic. <laughs> or, like, it's a cartoon, I guess. But, um... It's it's not JoJo's enough for anime. Yeah, I mean I know that there's a whole you know stigma around weebism and whatnot, and so being you know so dedicated and so you know idolizing you know one culture and you know not recognizing that that culture also has its downsides as well. You know oh, that's bad, but exactly. I think that's really bad. But I think or like just approaching somebody just because they're Japanese, not because you're interested to talk to them you know that's bad but i think just you know just liking anime or just appreciating japanese culture is is a cool thing Hello. you know and just 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 appreciating that you shouldn't be called out for liking another culture like just yeah. just you know n normally liking it not like over like you know there's, there's nothing it, wrong yeah. it's also known that like everyone with an anime profile photo especially on twitter is some sort of extremist i think i've seen that sort of internet <laughs> memes so I wondered yeah. if anyone would think that when they see my profile photo on this podcast. Uh... Like, like, guys, I'm not an extremist, I swear. <laughs> I just don't like anime. I have an anime profile photo on every single one of my social media. <laughs> I, think it, I think it's only with certain anime. I don't know. There's like a certain vibe of anime photo. I don't think I've ever seen someone with a fucking Hitalia profile picture to be like a right wing or left wing extremist. My friends were obsessed with it in like year eight and they wouldn't stop talking about it and I tried to watch it and it was just so much information and it was like it's <laughs> it's oh I think I almost had a stroke trying to watch I it. It's way just too high on you. Big fan project to make season seven. So I'm That's... sticking with the profile that's amazing and I'm impressed. But no, it's usually like, it's, I don't know, it's a certain vein, it's a certain vein, but no, there's certainly, in terms of like, liking someone for their culture, which actually leads back to the previous topic, so we were never off topic, uh, not once. Hey. Um, yeah, when mm. it comes to appreciating another culture, there's a difference between appreciating it and fetishizing it. And like, yeah. if you're like a weeb, like a definition weeb, 
you are fetishizing it. Like you can mm. call someone a weeb jokingly just because they like anime or whatever. Um, and that's you know fine. You're not actually a weeb. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. Like yeah. this mm. or like you know you like oh think think oh traditional um eastern art from this country that country whatever you know monuments architecture and all that stuff they have loads of really interesting separate things that are mm. super cool but um when it comes to weaves they think japan is literally heaven um yeah and that it does ignore a lot of issues they have a lot of they, they have really sexist over there yeah um, apparently people thought i was a weeb because like sometimes i saw when i got my friend Someone told me they're like, oh, it's in like an Asian style. Like I just, I just like the style, or you know, the fact that I'm learning Japanese, but that's also for an exam because mm. I like language. So I feel like I sometimes come across as a weeb, but and I do feel so like uh, and its culture itself. But like I'm not a person. I get called a weeb so fucking often. But I can guarantee the people calling me weebs have seen more anime and read more manga than me. <laughs> I like obsessively. I got like obsessive over like two series when I was like super into it. But I wasn't like. Yeah. I wasn't Naruto running anywhere. I didn't wear a headband. I know because I specifically didn't do that no matter how much I wanted to when I was like 10. Because <laughs> I knew how cringy it was. I was, I was that self aware enough that not too self-aware to not want to do it but um <laughs> I'm, I'm only slightly annoyed i will admit i do do the naruto run but my friends didn't know it so they said i'd run like a pigeon so <laughs> just saying. see it's if you do it ironically it's fine but everyone who does it ironically yeah, yeah, yeah. also does it unironically let's be real it gets past the point <laughs> of being irony yeah um, yeah mm. You know, um, I want to put something out there. You know, you know, there's um, weeaboos and careerboos, but yeah, have you heard of the teaboo? No, that's um, I've heard of several different aboos, um, because it's apparently like very common when for people obsessed with history to use abu uh, for someone obsessed mm. with a country. For instance, one of my yeah. friends is a, is a is a is a speeb or a Spanish weeb. Um, mm. <laughs> But no, I, I'm guessing Tiaboo is England, right? It is, yes, yeah, yeah because of a cup of tea, you know, Tiaboo. Yeah, yeah. You know, they idolize us. And I'm like, you know what? I want to meet one of these Tiaboos just to see why they idolize us. Like, we're just normal people. You know? Yeah, but then, like, apparently, um, for, like, Invader Weebs, like, they idolize Japan. Japan, they idolize France. Yeah, um, like mm. they, they apparently there's an actual thing that people do that they go to France and they get depressed because it's nothing like what they think it is, because it, it's like sure. a really like because you know they have a whole like romantic motif and you yeah. know the language, the culture. The, oh yeah, the yeah, yeah. All mm. that. They go there expecting it to be like super romantic, oh. um, mm. like you know really romanticized, <laughs> and it's not that. And they actually get so disappointed they get like they fall into a minor depression, and like. Mm. That's a regular. That's that's Gosh. regular enough to have a name, I think, um, mm. which is exactly the same as Weebs going to Japan and it being nothing like anime. Um, although yeah. to be fair, Japan is very anime, so it's similar enough. I think that it's yeah. less d disappointing, but um, it's surprisingly common for people to do mm. that, and it's it's always it's especially weird, especially thinking about your own country because it's like, what the fuck is interesting about here? We have pubs yeah. and grey weather. 
there's <laughs> Brexit's a thing. Boris Johnson is wrecking the country. Why, why are you idolizing him in our country? At least we got some oh. cool old shit like runes and whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like I, I, you know, I, you know, Reddit has their own little Reddit live stream thing. Yeah, yeah. That they've been doing. Yeah, I've actually done a couple of live streams. Me just walking around doing like a guided walking tour in the town center. Um, I've had you know because with Reddit live streams, anybody can just blow up on there, and hmm. I've had like. People from all over the world, you know, they comment on it and they're just like, Shrewsbury is this lovely medieval town. I'm so glad you're showing us this town. Mm. It's like, so there's a bloody castle there. There's <laughs> really cool bridges and lovely park and churches and Tudor buildings. And and like, streamer of it. Jesus yeah. <laughs> it is um, something that you, find, that you find is no matter how scenic or like beautiful town that you live in is. Yeah. It's always like you, you always you can appreciate it for a bit, but you always just can't after a while. Like yeah, literally yeah. Like objectively, Shrewsbury, lovely town. There's lots to do. There's lots to see. There's you know lovely gardens, lovely public spaces, lots of history. It's all mm. pretty good. But yeah, like I live there and I've seen it every day for the past seven years of my life. And yeah, literally mm. whilst I've literally been on the same walking route for those seven years. And that's my own fault for not deviating. I get very bored of the town very easily because it's my town. I live there. It's just another town to me. But then I'm like, why are there so many tourists here? Like, it's been, <laughs> yeah, it's, literally, it's been yeah. the same. Like, um, I, I, uh, used to live in bridge North and, mm. um, it has the Cliff Railway, which is like the only, or one of two, I think, uh, in the whole world. And that's pretty mm. sick. It's also the location of like the first steam engine that was made or something like that. It has an old railway with that still has working trains on it. It's got a lot of historic artifacts there that are really interesting. But like, it's just a town to me because yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. a tourist and it's just... You, know, you don't go to the tourist destinations. You're not. You don't do touristy things. It's just mm -hmm. sort of like, yeah, like oh, that sign. Yeah, you see it every day. You never really read it. Well, you read it once. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, yeah, no, that's the sign that says some dude did a cool thing, or like this is the location of whatever that happened like X amount of time ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When small towns, sorry, are romanticized in in literature, you know they're probably not from a small town. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, when I was doing these Reddit streams, and when I say, actually, Shrewsbury can get pretty boring, because, I mean, well, most of us, you know, there's loads of shops, that's the main thing, that Shrewsbury, just shops, and, like, we we don't really do much shopping, we just go into town to meet up, and then we're like, okay, we've met up, now what do we do? <laughs> Let's play, play cheat, the card game. Um, or whatever. But, uh, yeah, and when I tell them, oh, sometimes it can get boring, they're like, what what do you mean you know they say that and i guess actually when i go to uni i might experience a similar kind of thing because i'm i'm going to university in london this little uni called the new college of humanities and it's a great uni i'm, I'm really looking forward to going to this uni and but i kind of like idolized london as like being this super epic place where there's so much to do so much going on it's so diverse loads of people really cool meet loads of people but maybe when i actually move there i probably might end up hating it or just end up being like eh, yeah i'm used to this it's okay it's where i live now 
you know, that kind of thing. But yeah. When I visit my brother at university, it, it's the same because to me, it's a visit, it's a trip. Um, yeah. The town where he is, it's, you know, it's interesting. It's a lot of stuff I don't see. But to him, it's already like, you know, he goes to the, he only goes to the places he needs to go to because he needs to go there. You know, he, like he knows the route to the Tesco, he knows the route to uh, yeah. shops, uh, and that's it. Like you know, mm. sure the town's interesting. It is quite scenic. It's got a lot of history, but it's just sort of like oh yeah, that's that thing. Um, but you go past it every day, it becomes old news. I think it has like mm. a really old inn there or something. Um, All right, and, and that looks pretty sick. But once mm. you live there, it just rubs off after a while. Yeah, yeah. Which university is that? Oh. It's the University of uh, Nottingham. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Exquisite. Yes, I'm used to seeing sort of a contrast because um, it's always funny to me. Whenever I used to, whenever I go to Poland in the summer, I, you know, we live in a, a big city there, but it also does have old town parts. So sometimes I sort of feel the familiarity when we go to the older parts because of how old Shrewsbury is. And then I'm in the more modern city parts and I just feel just uh, like it's like almost like another world. I'm like, oh my gosh, you, you have you have fancy buildings that aren't really old. Oh, this works like this. And it looks so futuristic. There's like the most like modern thing in for example our shopping centres that they put lights on the escalators. And then over yeah. there the building looks really cool. But it's always funny to me, I always love going there. And it's sort of like I've idealized both small towns and cities. Mm. Because of that I think. The yeah, city is Krakow, by the way, or Krakow, as you might know it. Mm. Oh, I'm saying it in English. There you go. Fair enough. Hmm. You know, my dad actually cycled from uh, here, the UK, you know, all the way to, to Krakow and even further, like down towards Greece. He did. What? Explain what? Yeah, yeah. My my dad used to be like a really avid cyclist, and he was like, first he got he got a bike. Well, he used to like fix bikes up, and he from where he live he used to live in like Northwich, he'd go like okay, I'm going to cycle uh, just to the shops and back. It's like, okay, this is cool. Now I'm going to cycle to uh, to Manchester and back, which is, uh, or to Chester and back. And now I'm going to go to Edinburgh and back. And then he was like, okay, I like these long distance cycles. You know what? I'm going to go across Europe. So he decided to do mm. that. So mad that um, actually did it. <laughs> I know he did. Yeah. And he, he's got so many really interesting stories. I mean, he was going in like the nineties, no, the late eighties, nineties, when all of the uh, dictatorships in in Eastern Europe, like uh, Ceausescu in Romania and Bulgaria and whatnot, they were all starting to fall apart. As he was cycling through them, and he ended up being caught up in the uh, Czech Revolution, uh, he ended up being caught up in the uh, Romanian Revolution and the Bulgarian Revolution. Um, sounds on, like he's just a, on his bike. Sounds like he's a traveling young adult novel protagonist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I bike from city to city, taking them from the clutches of dictatorships. It's <laughs> a fucking rad so superhero cool. idea. No, that's, just yeah. the, that's just the guy from One Punch Man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm. But does he like stay in like hotels and stuff on the way, kind of thing? Well, this was when he was like in his in his twenties, and he he would sometimes stay in a hotel, but sometimes he'll 
just rough camp or they'll just sleep on uh. the streets sometimes or sometimes he'll meet a family and the family will host him uh, it was kind of a mix of all that you know that's so cool but yeah and it was it wasn't like a modern bike as well it was like you know the old kind of 80s 90s bikes which aren't they aren't like as comfortable to ride as modern bikes as well so it's like i can't believe he actually went and did it but he did and um because of that actually he was like you know what i love going to you know um i love eastern european culture uh i'm gonna go to russia so he studied russian uh along with engineering at uh at university with a placement abroad and at that placement abroad there was um it was in 1993 it was there was this uh, constitutional crisis where all of the uh, the revolutionaries were like against they wanted to overthrow boris yeltsin and kind of bring back communism and there were like tanks on the streets and everything it was like under my dad was like running through bullets um in moscow uh luckily he didn't get shot i mean he very nearly died like seriously you know but and then he was eventually went back to his student accommodation and he was but under under house arrest you know like quarantine but just for the night and then that's where he met my mum and that's i exist because of that that's, so that what a hell of an awesome so story cool. holy shit yeah yeah that, that that's how i came to exist which is it makes me realize like <laughs> came to yeah. exist in the middle of like fucking oh that's so sick that's so sick yeah yeah it's like there's a very the chance that i the very fact that I'm alive is a very, very small chance. And there's so many different <laughs> scenarios that just had to happen. Like, That's... because my mum, she wasn't actually studying, studying in Moscow. She was on a, on a trip from, uh, from Berlin, uh, back to where she used to live in Yekaterinburg. And she was just staying in this, um, in the student accommodation just for that night as oh well. My god. Oh my god. So the next day she went off to Yekaterinburg and then my dad thought, you know what, I'm gonna follow her on the train. I think that legally you have to become famous because you have such like a fucking sick you can't write like, that story. Stuff. You can't no, you're literally a living yeah. protagonist. Like yeah. when when you hit like early twenties or something, if you don't do anything by then, you're gonna be one of the protagonists that's like gritty older dude. He's <laughs> like he's like mid forties to fifties, but like ripped to shit and like still good, but everyone thinks that they're not as good. And then you just fucking, dude, that's so cool. That's so cool. I don't, I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know the circumstances when I was conceived or born. The interesting thing I have is that I died when I was born a couple times, and then I just kind of like live. You respawned. I did. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's nothing as idyllic a story like as Oscar. It's literally just um my fucking lungs collapsed so i had to you know reinflate them oh. um mm. and i died but then i lived and then i stayed in like incubation for ages because i was premature and had no lungs all oh, right um mm. but that's it that's that's, that's nothing compared to fucking <laughs> roll of the dice like thread the needle <laughs> like fucking oh my god literal stars well. behind I mean, you know, you, you you could have very nearly died then. This, it's like, it's, it is a miracle that you are alive. Like, yeah. say you was born, like, 10, or even, like, in the Middle Ages, or even, like, 10 years ago, even, when medical technology wasn't as good, mm. then, the, you know, you could have 
could have died. So, you know, it's really, really, really lucky that you 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 survived. True. You know, so so yeah. You spawned in a Kai, do you have server. a do you have a superhero origin story, Kai? Or no, I don't think I do. I didn't die. <laughs> I didn't. My parents didn't almost die. I've just lived. <laughs> Your, your parents, your parents didn't romantically embrace him between a storm of bullets, uh, the high lines, shooting Hitler you know, whilst they, yeah, you know, stomping Stalin, that sort of thing. Maybe, maybe it's maybe. a cover story, and we're pretending to live a normal life, and I've just been protected by having this normal story. But I'm actually like Hitler's uncle or something. Maybe you don't know. Maybe I mean, you never know. You really do. Hmm. Gabby, do you have any um, <laughs> do, do, near death experiences? Are, are, you a, are you a main character? Uh... <laughs> uh, I mean, my parents were like pen pals for a while because they were from different countries, and uh, and then sometimes my father would fly over to Poland, or once he went on a coach over to Poland to meet my mother. So that's, I guess, more like a rom-com type film rather than All a right. YA novel. Oh, and whilst the, my mother was giving birth to me, she started focusing more on taking in the uh, oxygen than actually mm. giving birth. All right. So that's about that's about the most interesting thing. You know what? Fair enough. Yeah, that's, that's cool. So we have a we have a rom-com. We have a. Um, I guess you're just like a future famous person. I'm not sure what that. No, you would be like. What genre would that be? Mm. I don't know. Because either mm. I guess that your your parents are like romance story, but then you would be the baby of that. But then if you were like the main character, I, don't, I feel like it'd just be autobiography, because it's just like mm. this, it's just like a touching story of family members, um, wherein like unless it's one of those movies where like you're the main character, quote unquote, but you're really the vassal that the story is told through. Oh yeah, yeah. For your own story in the sellout sequel movie that no one wanted, but was actually pretty good. <laughs> um, mm. And I, I just kind of died, so I don't know what that would be. I haven't done anything interesting since. Thriller, so. maybe. Thri- maybe. Maybe yeah. Thriller maybe horror. I'm a necromancy baby. Maybe maybe I'm cursed. <laughs> like one of my lungs is actually a demon. You're a zo- it's like, a zombie it- film. You're a zombie. Oh, I'm a zombie. Kai, what would you mm. be? Um, <laughs> like, someone started writing a film, but then the, the editor was like, no, this is the screenplay shit, and they binned it, that, that's the one. <laughs> oh, no. No, it's just, it, it's just what, what has, what's going to be your what, your defining genre moment hasn't happened yet, or it mm. wasn't determined by your birth, so don't worry. Everyone's a main yeah. character. Fingers crossed for a yeah, everyone prediction, is. but well, well yeah. If you really life a swamp is... in Scotland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Scotland does have swamps. It does. You can become the real life Shrek, Kai. Yeah. That would be absolutely dope. All you dope. have to do is have a friend who fucks a dragon. Oh, yeah. That's a bit weird. <laughs> You'd have to go to Wales for that, actually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say it's long distance, but then we've had, we've had a conversation about your dad cycling like 4,000 miles, so. <laughs> Yeah, to Wales from Scotland to fuck a dragon. I think that's you know that's valid. That's valid. Yeah. I'd do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. not mm. scaly, but um... mm. why did your dad mm. pick Greece? By the way, as the destination. Oh, I don't know. I he just was like 
he just decided, you know, I'm going to plot a route. I'm going to cycle across Europe from like UK to France. And he's just kind of like France, Germany, uh, Czech Republic, Poland. It was Czechoslovakia back then. Poland. And then what was Yugoslavia, Romania, Bulgaria. And then he decided to end up in Greece. See, what he actually um, did was he got some silly spring, uh, silly spray, yeah. uh, silly string in a can and just sprayed it on a globe and then whatever made a patch <laughs> is what he did. Pretty much, yeah, that, pretty much, yeah. He just drew a line on, on the map, basically. But this is before, um, way before the EU was as big as it was now and it was when you had to like actually have special documents oh, yeah. and permissions to cycle and there was like loads of paperwork and this but he didn't tell his parents and he actually <laughs> his parents found out my grandfather found out when uh this is a podcast yeah yeah right now yeah they don't know but yeah anyway what happened was he had to send his passport to um the polish embassy so that it can be stamped for um the visa would be put in but um they only found out when they were opening the mail and they found my dad's passport in the post and it said Polish government on there. And it was like, what are you doing, dad? What are you doing, Richard? Um, How the fuck did you yeah. get in Poland? Yeah. <laughs> Where are you going? Flying is expensive because it was very expensive. Back then. Oh, it's not like now we have budget airlines. Um, Slap yeah, glutes. Mad... I got these babies to take me there. Yeah. <laughs> and the mad thing is he cycled back as well he didn't get on a plane on the way wow. back he he cycled all the way back as well impressive yeah he got to, he got, i mean it was actually he got to backtrack mm. through all the, all the countries saved from grass the grasps of tyranny <laughs> yeah yeah it's like kind of like he goes cycles towards greece to uh help fight for their freedom and then they get their freedom and then he cycles back and then it's the uh, the victory parade and everybody's throwing flowers at yeah. him and cheering on the street as he goes on his little tiny fixed gear <laughs> bike. <laughs> oh my god. That's so cool. Yeah. And also like just navigational wise, there weren't any like Google Maps or sat navs and things. No, he had to ask people on the street and this is back when he couldn't speak Oh, my camera just dies. Uh... Oh no! Oh, <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't. Right, I'm gonna run. I'm gonna run the outro. Run the outro. You're, whilst you're suffering. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I'm gonna put the uh, camera watching. back on. I think um, it's gonna work. Do just give me a sec. If you like this um, style, we've frozen um, again. Oh we shit! We're gonna kill Oscar soon because he's. You know, we need to resurrect his internet. Um, but you know. We hope you enjoyed. Uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening. And we hope to see you again next time. This yeah, thank you. A very, I think a very lacking my goodbye. Inter- <laughs> yeah, very oh, lacky everyone. goodbye as well. Uh, <laughs> in fact, everybody else is just frozen. Um, but I'm going to say uh, thank you for um, listening to the podcast. It's uh, been great to have you. And if you have any.